welcome to BG Empire, episode 28. I'm going to go with 28. Uh, it's your host, Brett Elston, and co-host, Henry Gilbert. Hi, Henry Gilbert. Uh, host of Cape Crisis, your comic book podcast needs are met with that <laughs> aforementioned podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Begun that sentence wrong. Um, and also, uh, Michael Grimm. Yes. Who drove the Happy Mother's Day Earthbound Celebration episode. Yes. And now you're back to do us a solid with the demon's souls. Yes, the demon's souls and the dark souls. Yeah, and these are both games that you've played a substantial amount of. True. Yes. Um, and this is what well, you mentioned this on AIM we were just talking is in between us sending each other hilarious gifts and YouTube videos all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, hey, I could probably do a Dark Souls episode. And I like, actually typed it like that. I kind of shrugged. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like as close to a text shrug. <laughs> asterisk, shrug, asterisk. <laughs> yeah, like, and I was like, no, no that'd be great because it's two games I don't know any like enough about the music of either one. So when, anytime anyone has that expertise or at least knowledge of like the soundtrack, let's do it. Because I'll never get around to it. And yep. in this case, you had one ready. I think yep. you had like basically already done it at that point. And you're like, I've just been sitting on it, I guess. Yeah, I kind of put it together just because it was like, uh, you yeah. know, I love both these games. But I do think the music in it is pretty exceptional. Cause so that song that brought us in, is that Demon yeah. Souls? Yeah, that's the main theme of Demon Souls. That's okay. what plays over the intro video. Okay. And really, I got like a uh, two things I thought when I was listening to that. One was uh, Tim Burton-y. Or Danny Elfman, I guess, um, kind of Edward Scissorhands slash Beetlejuice kind of sound to it. Maybe yeah. maybe a little bit more menacing, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, that that kind of thing. No, yeah, it's definitely like they're going for the gothic feel because that's yeah. sort of the big part of the whole game is that it's all very you know sort of morose, right? And, uh, and the choir gave me the Final Fantasy VI feeling of the oh right. title screen of Final Fantasy VI. What's neat about it is that it's actually a pretty small like orchestra that plays all the music for the thing. Like I don't think it's over twenty people, mm. which is unusually tiny. So, despite the fact everything has this huge booming sound to it, it's an unusually small number of people playing something that's trying huh. to get that big. So, the chorus is only a few people, and then you've got you know your right. small trumpet section, yeah, which is like one guy, I think. So huh. it's like. Yeah. What, uh, who's the composer? The composer is uh, Shunsuke Kida, who I looked up, and it's bizarre because I can't really find anything. The only stuff he has in his background is uh, Poppin' Music, <laughs> uh, Volume 3, and Love Plus, one of the Love Plus games that Great. he Oof. scored the games for, which I is crazy. I remember enjoying Poppin' Music. Yeah, Poppin' Music That's is alright. But I guess, uh, yeah, so he did this game, and I couldn't really find any other information about it, but... Uh, I don't know. I think he did a really solid job on it because I think this game more than anything else. Well, Dark Souls a little bit more, but this one, the way that like everything plays, the way it looks, and the music, it all comes together in a way I think that really makes it like an overall package kind of game that yeah. is it, really fun. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I only played Dark Souls, so I can't speak to Demon's Souls as mm-hmm. much. But And again, even Dark Souls, I only got to spend like eight hours in, right. which is like scratching the surface. And most of that eight hours was like, Recollecting a soul that I'd lost and just saying, damn it, for an hour. And then, uh-huh. you know, high, low, high, low game of I'm up in souls, I'm down in souls, I'm up in souls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked, I think when you said it, because you reviewed it, didn't you? Yeah. Because I liked, I just liked your point of like everything, the, the overbearing despair that's yes. in everything and that touches everything in the game, it just feels sad mm-hmm. and like hopeless. Yes, and lonely, that's, and isolated. That's, yeah, and that's where the fun comes in, is trying to get anything done. And yeah. everything feels like a victory. Right. It's so strange in the world that it makes... Uh, you're so used to Japanese video games in particular wanting to look, you know, pretty or, or um, appetizing at least, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
then this one like it is like in some places I'm like this is purposefully ugly like or purposefully yeah. like it's the most like western looking yeah. looking game yet it's at its heart like the most Japanese game ever where there's like no help it's like turning on Zelda 1 mm-hmm. and you're like go where do I go I'm not telling you we're not <laughs> what if I go you? over here you're gonna die yes yeah. you're not strong enough we're not gonna tell you the build order you do the yeah. you build that guy however you want yeah you'll That's... probably and you'll be and you will find out in 40 hours that you're screwed with how you build that guy <laughs> It is you def- didn't pick Pyromancer? Too bad. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I think... To me, it is sort of a very Japanese-looking game, even, where it's like... I think mm. the design on the characters and everything is like... You wouldn't really get that from anywhere else, where you have like these knights in armor, but they're very like trim knights yeah. with like, lots of ornate stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's very strange, but I think what I like most about it is that it's such a weird mixture of genres, where it's like RPG, action-adventure, gothic, fantasy, horror, survival kind of yeah. stuff. It's like it's a little bit of all of those things. and Yeah, and the reason... I thought it'd make a VG Empire just because the music in it is it only occurs during like boss fights or when you're in like sort of main areas like mm. talking to you know the main characters or whatever something notable has to be happening yeah, for music has, to take place yeah if you're just sort of making your way from point A to point B it's all just kind of like interstitial noise like you can hear footsteps like clinking armor if there's a knight coming on you which is cool and yeah it's kind of cool. when you're in this like forest section all you can just sort of hear is wind through trees nice. which is really rad but uh yeah I mean, I got a few ideas we're going to get into here. Difficulty talking. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tower Knight and then the Agitator, I think, are two really good ones. And then maybe Maiden Astraea would be a nice one to get into. All right. So let's do those real quick. We'll be right back.
Yes, so Tower Knight, the one he started out with. There. Yeah. It's a pretty cool boss. He's like this huge, massive knight with this huge shield. And like when you go into his area, it just goes into this cutscene and there's like this big sort of fat guy who's just kind of like an armor looking at you and he just laughs. And then like 17 dudes with like crossbows pop up on the side of the thing and they all aim on you. And then there's this enormous tower knight in front of you. And then that song starts playing as soon as you go there. So nice. you've got like 17 people shooting at you while this huge guy is coming to crush Jeez. you. And it, it really rem- like that one and the next one a little bit, but mostly the night theme there remind me of the Godzilla theme, mm. like the main like bum 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 bum. Yeah, it's like the bigger bosses that are like really sizable like that. They always tend to go with a lot of sort yeah, of, sort it's, of uh, which is Akira Ifukube by the way ah. for mm-hmm. a Godzilla theme, which is again really good. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes, but yeah, he's but, uh, that one's good. I just like it because it definitely. Demon Souls in particular uses a lot of the vocal kind of chorus, like the guys just going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, the next one is the Agitator theme, which I think is really weird. It seems to have like, I don't know, like flutes and like pocket trumpet almost. Like it has these very minor chords and you were actually singing along to it like, this is Halloween. Yeah, this it sounded is... like this is Halloween. <laughs> and he's like this big fat guy who has like a sword buried in his side and he's being controlled like, like a magical chicken on top of his head or something. It's pretty weird. Very well. <laughs> This, huh. But I like that song a lot just because it is very like Halloween like sort well, of. Well, I like I like in this, I like this. <laughs> I like this because um, one of the things I think get, that gets lost with a lot of modern game music is any sense of hmm, I don't know how to really articulate it properly, but like it's hard to remember songs because they just fade into the background a lot and. The idea of like this is a boss's theme is kind of gone to, mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Whereas this, in a game with almost no music, when a boss when a song comes on and it's unique to that boss, it's not like mm-hmm. there's the boss song. It's this bo- every boss has their own song. So then you're like, when you hear it five years later, everyone who played Demon Souls would be like, oh, that's that night guy. I remember that. And I remember like fighting him forever. Yes. and it actually means something to you instead of, hey, here's some background music and I, I was punching dudes and I shot like three hundred guys. Mm-hmm. That came from a spawn closet somewhere, and right. then like, yeah, something happened. Hey, remember that so- song? Nope, <laughs> don't care. Wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and I mean, I just think uh, they really do a nice job matching the songs to each yeah. boss too. Because the Tower Knight's like it's in an open area and it's bright, but he's just this massive thing bearing down on you. And then like the Adjudicator guy, Adjudicator guy is he's sort of at the bottom of this like pit, and it's all black, and he's really creepy looking. He's got this like huge tongue, and he kind of looks like a Quina from Final Fantasy. Oh really? IX, sort of, yeah. Uh, hmm. If it was like a real e uh, sort of gothed out version of it, <laughs> still wearing an apron, I hope. Yes. And what was that last enemy? Uh, the last one is Maiden Astrea, which is one of the coolest, probably the coolest boss in the game, I think. But it's. So the whole thing is that you have to go kill the bosses and take their souls and blah, blah, blah. And the whole game's like, oh, but each soul, you know, corrupts you as you get stronger, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But Maiden Astray is just like this woman who's like in this back of this horrible poison swamp. And I guess like her and her protector is this guy named Garl Vinland, who's like this huge armored guy with like this mace. And you get back there and he's protecting her. And, you know, to beat the game, you have to kill her. So you mm. have to you know you can't skip it because when you get there it's pretty clear that like they're not bad people like she took like the demon soul's power whatever to like help all these sick people that are in this horrible swamp and everything but it's like well too bad you want to finish the game you got to get in there and make it happen (laughs) and god it's really gross too because it's at the back of the swamp place and there's this like kind of pit of goo where like you get plagued if you walk through it but then there's also like these zombie fetuses that kind of come out of the swamp to like claw at you and kill you (laughs) It's, dark. it's real dark. It's like a Geiger paint, like come to life, like 
It's pretty awful. That place in particular, that world is just like really overbearingly just like gross and disgusting. But yeah, that whole song, the reason that sounds so different is just because it's kind of like, you know, a little harpsichord thing. Yeah. It's still sad, but it's like, it's kind of pretty. And it's sort of like... It was. I, I, I was... It's not, a, not an instrument I hear a lot. Yes. Period, let alone in game music. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing about the soundtrack I think is interesting too, is the instrumentation is like, mm. it's sort of like a very small chamber music group or mm. whatever, but it's... They do have like lots of weird things. Like you've got your strings, but then you've got like pocket trumpet, which is sort of like a minor sounding trumpet, and then you've got all sorts of other weirdness. That's one of my favorite fights. That song I think is really great and conveys that one really well. Nice. But yeah. Demon Souls is like because I only played Dark, but obviously right. I heard the hullabaloo around Demon Souls and you know GameSpot Gaming gave it the year, I think in what, twenty yeah. ten? Nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Um but yeah, I got Game of the Year, which I was like Bruh. And most people were like, yeah, that was shocking. It was shocking. But like, I can see why it was a very fresh, interesting idea. Mm-hmm. So that makes me wonder, like, well, I actually not wonder, but so was Demon's Souls, it's a little bit more regimented. Like there's yeah. like a level one, level two. Yeah. There's a hub world and then there's like five worlds after that. So it's just like one, 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 two, one, I three, see. one, four. So then you just kind of like work your way through that. Whereas Dark mm-hmm. Souls was very much like, Go. No, it's open world, so it's like you start off in one specific place, but yeah. then from there you can go in any direction. The only thing stopping you is you not having what it takes to get through that area or locked doors. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's way more open, but it's just like you said in the beginning. It's There's no hand-holding and there's no tutorial. I mean, there's a little bit of a tutorial thing, but it's like they don't tell you where to go. You get there and there's a spot that's right beside the starting area that's just very difficult and mm. theoretically you can just go in there and do it like yeah. if you're good enough you can but you're not going to be good enough your first like five yeah. times you play through it so. yeah well like right right near the beginning of dark souls is just like i'm gonna cut up to the right and i'm walking 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 going down all this stuff man i'm getting really deep down in here oh my god it's a ghost and the, the ghost is like the creepiest game ghost i've ever seen where just kind of it's enough of a flicker of fake like trick of the light thing where you're like i don't know if i actually saw the ghost or if they're really and it was actually scary and then i realized i can't actually hurt the ghost yeah and i still don't know what i'm supposed to do i (laughs) I think a specific weapon can only hurt the ghost or you have to enchant your weapons yeah there's this transient curse thing that you can use as a temporary buff that allows you to hurt them but But there's mm -hmm. only so many in the game or something you can buy them from vendors okay but yeah they are way out of the way and cost lots of money right so it is a huge pain in the butt. But yeah, those guys are great because that whole area, it's just, it's, it's right near the beginning. Yeah. And you just go down like two flights of stairs and then you're just overlooking this horrible flooded city that's just pitch black with just like this tiny beam of blue light on yeah. top of it. And it's like, and there's no sound or anything. So it's just like this and dead silence. And then you can just hear like these groaning slave guys just kind of like, <laughs> like praising this it's like, just crazy like, just like a torturous amount of noise and, and, and it just, Everything about it, just dire, hopeless situation. But I mean, that's why I kind of like it, though. Yeah, it's like it just makes you feel very heroic when you manage to. Yeah, do when something you can do when it. you can do anything, you're like, yes. yes. And you and it, I had that feeling like just whenever you could, whenever you would stop to you know you to save and quit. Like if you were a plus anything, like I have yeah. one extra gold, or I have one extra piece of soul, or I managed to gain one stat point, mm-hmm. I accomplished something. Yes. Uh, in between the roller coaster of losing, and now my soul is way out there, surrounded by a bunch of impossible enemies, and I've got right. to try to get back, or I lose everything, and or whoops, fell off a cliff and dead. Like ah, oh, god. And the way it auto saves all the time too, like yeah. everything is like 
so you can't just like yeah you can't just cheap it to death <laughs> right and man it's near the beginning not not the very beginning but very early on it's just that dude standing in a hallway with his back to you looks like sauron basically yeah yeah the silver knight just for like hours just like run up and like like tap him on the back and then get him to follow me back to where my save point is and just trying to lure him back so that when he kills me not if but when yes my souls are right there right so then i can just because he he will then literally walk back yeah and i can try to catch him back and man i'd never beat that guy i because right after that happened i had to go to new york comic-con for a week so it was like and after a week, I come back, and I'm like, I don't remember anything about this game, and I probably should just start over. But Ace Combat came out, so <laughs> I got to play Dogfight. I remember with Demon Souls, it was a really weird situation, too, where it seemed like it wasn't one of those titles that would necessarily come out in America, even. You yeah. Know? And it was published by Sony in Japan. Like, it was, it, it was a PS3 exclusive uh, from software made it, but then... Like Atlas, the uh, publisher of most of, uh, they publish some third stuff that they don't own, but normally they mostly publish their own stuff. Right. But they, they decided to take a chance on Demon Souls, which was especially like a big thing because they had to, you know, create servers for it and do online, which isn't something they normally do either. And which then it is was funny like, because it kind of plays well into the games online, which is very unconventional. And mm-hmm. when it doesn't work, you can kind of pass it off as a game feature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and then it ended up being like a shocking success for them. And yeah. I wonder if Sony was like kicking themselves for not publishing it here and just like giving up on the giving up on the rights in America for it. Well, mm. I don't think it was so much like a roller, like a runaway hit. Yeah, yeah. I, but it was you know I'd for say, Atlas something yeah. huge. I would say by Atlas's standards, I think they're like for them gauging a success like for their their niche RPGs are like hundred thousand copies. Woo, we did it, you know and. Yeah. I bet I would bet Demon Souls like broke two hundred. Yeah, I don't remember what it actually did, but it did well. And then Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I mean, it got me to buy it because and hearing hearing Demon Souls, I was just kind of like, you know, that's awesome that that game gets to make it, but it's not a game I want to play. Mm-hmm. Especially if I was in high school and I had that kind of time, I'd be all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have that. I like between work and trying to actually play a bunch of games and stay up to speed with a bunch of stuff at all at the same time. I just can't like sink that much time into one game anymore. Um, the knowledge I've accumulated up to this point is kind of what I got. So <laughs> everything like pre two thousand eight, I've got it down. Everything after that, I got to like pick and choose. Yeah. But Dark Souls, the advertising totally worked. That whole prepare to die thing, and I was mm. like, yeah. I, how dare you challenge me? I've played games my whole life. I'm really good at games, right. and it totally worked. And what was the song they used in the? Because Henry, you knew that commercial. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of the song. For it was, Dark Souls. It wasn't. Uh, it was a you know an American artist yeah. singing it. Like mm. it was some rock song. Well, okay, okay, okay. in the next break, we will listen. We'll figure it out. But what what songs did you have next? So yeah, we'll go out with. Uh, Fool's Idol and One Who Craves Souls, which is the credits song for uh, Demon Souls. And then we'll be done.
So yeah, that uh, one who craves souls, that last one, that's actually the credit song. So that's sort of somber, and even that's just thing. depressing. Like, yeah, that's what you get for beating the game. <laughs> so you Don't up, you feel good? Yeah, yeah, look at you. You beat up this poor woman in the swamp. <laughs> yes, big hero. <laughs> So oh yeah, that's the other thing I forgot to mention too is that you don't really fight her; you just fight the other guy. Uh, but when you kill him, she kills herself. Okay, she's like, good. Well, fine. I guess the, the, you know you win, <laughs> jerk. I'll just die in the swamp and become swamp thing. It's funny too because it's uh, one of those things where I guess people found ways to do it otherwise. Where you, if you actually don't go down all the way, you just kind of wait up. You can like snipe her to death directly as opposed oh, to killing the other guy, ah! and then he just vanishes. So oh, that's, nice. Like, great. 
But Henry, you looked up the name of that song. Oh the yeah, Dark Souls. It was the Dark Souls trailer that uh, it went out last year in August, a little after E3, and it was um, it was uh, the silent co- a song called "The Silent Comedy" by the band Bartholomew, and, uh, and it's I, uh, so good. I, I saw that commercial on the flight back from Pax Prime mm-hmm. on Virgin Airlines. Has the TVs in the window or in the in the seat, and I was watching. The roast of Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> and in the commercial was that, and I was like, "All right, you've convinced me. Mm-hmm. How dare you suggest I can't that I'm <laughs> going to die?" This I don't think so. And yeah, of course it was completely I just accurate. The, I loved how the trailer used like, uh, like kind of just stopped the motion and like spin spun around the camera and uh, like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just cool to you know, it show these little tab tableaus of like here's this thing about to murder this guy. Yeah. Here's this guy getting kicked off of the bridge. Like this. Yeah. It's really hard. We're not kidding. Yeah. Yep. And that it, just totally embracing it was like, I liked it. It. I think that's what turned me on. It was I was. It's not trying to paint it up as a crazy action game and like show like. Because you could totally cut a trailer of Dark Souls that makes it look like a badass action game. Just yeah. big bosses, trick cool, cool spells, and like you could totally trick people. And said it was like, no, just this game's going to kick your ass, and you've mm. just got to deal with that. If you would like that, then please buy a game. Otherwise, don't even come. Yeah. And that just that like brazen honesty was like, all right, well, I will try. Yeah. Yeah, the direct pitch, I think, is very much valued these yeah. days, as yeah. opposed to just, oh, it's for everyone. It's got a co-op multiplayer and horde mode. <laughs> this is, or, or like how they did Halo Wars, where it's just like they show a bunch of clips of Halo stuff. People are like, oh, it's a new Halo game. And then they find out it's an RTS. It's an RTS, yeah. Bring it home. They get a little disappointed at that. Yep. You know, I had a funny little story about uh, both Demon and Dark Souls. So... In Demon Soul, or uh, right after, not long after Demon Souls came out, Atlas published another from software game, uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. Oh yeah, and uh, so developed by the same developer. Though I've come to realize, like From is a pretty big pub, uh, developer. Like they have w- lots of different teams. Gr- teams making stuff. They're not the same people, but so in 3D Dot Game Heroes. Uh, in the in the American localization, because Atlas published both, like early in the game, you meet a character like your 3D Duck Game Heroes. In case you don't know, is a Legend of Zelda tribute. Yeah, it's really well, nice. It looks a lot like the original Le- Legend of Zelda. So you go up, uh, you go up to it's a dude. Some, it's got some sweet ass water, man. Yeah, it's uh, amazing water. My video uh, <laughs> video top seven. Um, so you talk to you talk to a dude early on, and he's saying like he's. You meet a character who's complaining about how hard Demon Souls is. <laughs> because, like, he doesn't say Demon Souls specifically, but he's like, "This game is so hard. Why would people make something this hard? I don't even want this. Forget, screw whoever whoever made this game." And then later, a little, just a little bit later, you go into this cave in the game, and you come across a dead body with a note above it and <laughs> and it's a dead demon soul style note saying like this thing is this game is too hard i give up like <laughs> wow that's great uh, that's, so funny that's and, hilarious and so then last year i actually get to like interview some of the people behind dark souls mm. and i'm asking them questions and then i have a slightly awkward like moment where i'm asking so you guys worked on 3d dot game heroes as well why what was with all those demon souls jokes and then like the translator the publisher's not atlas anymore the publisher's namco right so the translator for the developers like he's saying the 3d dot game here is you remember that the guy's 
like, no, I didn't work on that. What are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> and that's when it hit in, like, oh, Atlas localization right. had yes. some fun. And yeah. yep. whoops. Uh, no, you, got somebody, you got somebody in trouble that day. Or at the <laughs> they, ver- made, they made some phone calls after that. Or at the very least, the 3D Duck Game Harris team was making fun of right. Demon Souls, and Atlas just went along with it. I don't know which came first, but I don't know. It was still funny, but yeah. Uh, but, yeah but, they, but a man lost his job over it. Yeah. He was very shamefaced and committed seppuku right there. So moving into Dark Souls, yes. though, um, Dark like we said, open world, I, I, gameplay differences because I don't know the difference between Demon Souls. Mechanically, it's nearly identical. Like they tweaked the magic stuff a little bit because the magic in Demon Souls was overpowered. You mm. could basically just there's videos. If you ever watch a speedrun video of it, you can just see people just like. How did he one-shot that boss? Oh, it's because he put all his points into magic and bought this one spell. And it's just like, you just see him like mm-hmm. run up to some huge thing like this. Ooh, and it's just like, <laughs> dead. Five, <laughs> ju- jubilee sparks come out. Pretty much. Dead. Yeah, it's like it's homing soul mass. So yeah, it's like little five little like light dots around your head. And they go, and then they go, and it's like the noise they make. And then when it hits, it goes. And then you see the health bar go. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, they changed that a little bit. But yeah, like you said, it's uh, open world, so you get to go wherever you would like to, as long as you can get there, which is fun. I mean, figuring out the quickest path between point A to point B is the huge part of the game. Yeah. But I think this one definitely had a little more consideration, a little budget on it, because the music in it is, it's bigger. You can sort mm-hmm. of hear that they're using more people and sort of a larger orchestra to perform the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it sort of deviates a little bit more, too. It's not all sort of like blustery drums and like ho 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 ho, chorus stuff it's a little more subdued at times Mm. but yeah uh just do three right now i guess uh firelink shrine taurus demon firelink shrine is sort of like the main area yeah that's the the hub area yeah that's the hub area and it's just sort of the ambient music that plays there it's kind of nice yeah nowhere near as depressing as the other tracks uh then there's taurus demon which is the first boss first boss you find i did get i did get past him yes uh, and then Pinwheel, which is a later boss, but the thing I like about this song is A, it's pretty weird, but B, it's also uh, a boss that gets killed so quickly you don't get to hear any of the songs. So <laughs> we'll go into this and be right back. Thank you. 
background. Yeah, that pinwheel song is really creepy. Super uncomfortable, like Silent Hill style, like just make it stop. <laughs> Kill whatever is making that music happen. It's funny too, because that song, like the way you have to beat that boss is you basically have to burn him down as soon as possible, mm. which isn't hard. So everybody that plays him usually kills him in like 20 seconds. So you just hear like 10 seconds of that song right. in the game. But that's a really cool boss, too. It's just like this sort of shrouded guy with like these three masked faces in like this open tomb that you crawl into after crawling underground for like 20 minutes. And <laughs> it's in like the sort of crypt portion of the so game. So much of the and game, it's... man, is just so hopeless and sad. <laughs> like, because one of the things I like doing, though, that was a moment of fun for me was that like you can dive roll into like everything and yeah. all the wooden crates and everything breaks and shatters into a billion pieces. So like between, yeah. before I'd go fight the Taurus demon, I just psych myself out and just roll into everything and just Hulk out and like, let's go, let's go. Just hulking out, slapping your face. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. And then go fight the Taurus demon and just have him like tail swipe you or whatever off the side of the narrow bridge you're fighting on. Yes. My favorite thing about him, too, is that he's the first boss in the game. It's the second song we heard there. And that's, like, very... It's Demon Soulsy, where it's, like, very pomp yeah. and just do-do-do-do, like, driving. Yeah. And he's just this sort of big minotaur guy that whacks away at you. But uh, what's cool about him is that there's a tower behind him. And you can yeah. climb up, and you're like, oh, I'm going to cheese this guy. I'm going to climb up this yeah. tower and take yeah. him out. And unless you jump right off and do, like, a plunging attack on him, he just basically whacks the whole tower down and crumples it and knocks you down on the ground and it's like Jeez. well there that goes yeah that was a cool like defying expectations because like i know how games work i'll just go cheese him out on this lat. oh my god <laughs> um but then i think where i finally had to quit because i had to leave for a week was when i saw that dragon lurched over a bridge on the other side of that tower and i'm yeah, just like wyvern yeah and i'm like i can't I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> and I turned it off and then was gone for a week. And yeah, I haven't turned it on since then. But that's where I left. And I know there's a whole thing about like cheesing that boss with a bow and arrow and like blowing his tail off from yeah, like, like a Drake dis- sword. Yeah, and get the Drake sword. But yeah, the first track too was Firelink Shrine, which is just sort of the hub music. It's the main area. And yeah. it, it's not as somber as the rest of the songs. It's a little, you know, it's. Got a nice little string piece in it that's, you know, not mm. all minor chords, so it sounds a little hopeful. Right. But, you know. It's at least a respite, like, yeah. moment of of sanity kind of song. Definitely. Uh, yeah, the pinwheel thing, too, that was pretty funny. Uh, you're in this tomb, and when the... It has the music that I mentioned, but the uh, electronic part. Okay. Which is unusual, because everything up until this point, I think, in the game is all orchestrated, so it's just, you know woodwinds and strings and voices right. and stuff but that song has Man, you got all this terminology songs. down woodwinds <laughs> <laughs> i'd be I like t- i don't know fluty sound and stuff oboes <laughs> i took a music theory class what? in community college. i'm not sure if i could identify an oboe in a lineup <laughs> but yeah uh we'll move on to some other ones real quick because i have a couple i think we have like five more so the next batch i really like these a lot these are another three boss songs uh Great Grey Wolf, Seif, Ornstein, and Smoff, and Gravelord Nito. So Are we'll these all uh, like 70s bands? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
so I'm in a great mood. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the great Lord Nito song. He's the boss that's after the pinwheel guy. So it's just you've got all this sort of... So you dig even deeper. And yes. He's the guy after that. And the whole section leading up to him is complete pitch black darkness. So unless you have like this lantern or a spell to see light, you just can't see anything. You'll die. <laughs> but yeah, that great Lord Nito, he's in two. He, like, he's just this huge like mass of like skulls and he has these two skeleton arms and like this kind of like side thing he just kind of floats towards you and he's like super gross just everything about this seems like painted on the side of a van like <laughs> it's very frog yes it's uh and then the skull armed demon metal yeah uh the thing too that i don't think it really conveys quite as well just because we're listening to the songs is that the sound effects that play while you're flaying against these guys are like so creepy like the neato guy just has this move and it's just all you hear is scream just like this woman scream like and then like this whole thing explodes up out of the ground wherever you are so you basically have to listen for the scream and know exactly when to roll out of the way or else you just get like launched up into the air by this like blade that comes after the crowd <laughs> they mentioned the second song was like a boss with two enemies at once yeah it's the Ornstein and Smoff theme anybody who's beaten the game or knows it uh, knows this song because uh, there are these two guys you fight in Anne Orlando and if there's one thing that's really hard to do in this game it's fight more than one enemy at once mm. because if they stagger their attacks right, there's nothing you can do. They'll just sit there and wail away at you, and you'll just be like, I'm not doing any damage, and nothing's happening, and now I'm dead. And that's 20 minutes of my life gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that song, it's that's a very Demon Soul song. It's very, you know, just big, and like you've right. just got this sort of like fluttery string piece, and it just goes into choruses and big drums and all yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, The Great Grey Wolf Seif song I like is because it's in a different part of the game, which is kind of like this magical forest thing with like where the wind is in there. And you're just fighting this wolf who's like this big wolf that's holding the sword in his mouth and that song's a bit prettier and it's a bit more sort of like you know ethereal and well it's kind of silly the song isn't silly but then the idea of a giant wolf doing backflips and stuff it's it's funny <laughs> because yeah you'd think it would be when you watch it it's very noble you're like that wolf i don't want and it's weird too because i respect you, this wolf once you get him to like down to a third health he starts limping oh. and he's just like sort of like limping trying to hold the sword in his mouth and it's like it's super like i'm an asshole it's like that shadow of the colossus feeling yeah where it's like, i don't like this yeah it's just Jeez. something you don't want to do <laughs> Yeah, so many bad feelings associated with this game. So is the results of this game any better than Demon's Souls, where like you feel any better about yourself? Well, this one has two endings, actually, which the first one didn't. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, one of them, I guess, actually the good ending is kind of depressing. And the bad ending, I guess, is technically the better one. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, spoiler alert, you die in the good ending. Jesus. Man. <laughs> But well, uh, what's the point? Pretty what's much. What's the point anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the point is the journey, right? No, what's that's, fun that's is... journey. That's the no, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest thing or funner things I like in the game is that these difficult bosses, though, like once you get used to the summoning system and stuff, there's almost always people out there, and you can see their summoning symbols, so you can get a little party together. Oh, to beat right. These bosses and. After I beat the game, it was like, you know, I want to help someone. Because I, I got stuck at that place so bad that I just quit the game for months. And then it was like, I'm going to go help some people. And then there's this uh, guild you can join. Not guild, but a uh, covenant you can join in a thing. And they're called uh, the Way of Sunlight or whatever. And they're basically called the Sun Bros online. <laughs> and it's just like all these guys that like squat up and help people beat bosses That's and cool. everything. And there's some pretty hilarious art of just like uh, guys in knight's armor slamming Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb stuff. But uh, but then you can also totally go in a game and troll people. And Yeah, you can. It's a little bit more difficult if you're like low level or you're in certain covenants that prevent that from happening. Mm. But you can actually actively do that if you're in other things. Mm. Like, 
Like, there's things in the game called, like, Sins. It's This is another thing where it's, like, not clear at all. And the only reason I know it is because I've played it for a million hours and read the Wikipedia a dozen times. <laughs> but it's, like, things you do in the game count. Like, if you break a covenant or if you kill certain characters, it's, like, you build up, like, guilt. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one covenant that's basically sent to kill everyone that's guilty. So there's this book of the guilty. But you can buy, like freedom from your guilt from like this one priest guy in the game so it's just like <laughs> i'm doing my carbon footprint by <laughs> much yeah god what it's too many things to know that's the thing that also i loved about this game is just that there's i'm still learning things about it now and it's been out for what you know almost a year almost a year and i've been playing it all the time and it's just like it's so exciting to seeing like oh this is something new no one realized and then like oh they patched that so that doesn't work anymore huh yeah, all kinds of stuff like and that. And the PC version is coming out soon, right? Uh, yes, this month, I believe. Crazy. Yes. They never thought they'd put it out on PC, but... Uh, it's totally a game finally... made for PC. Yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy that they didn't think of that beforehand. It seemed more like they, just as an afterthought, were like, there's petitions online to have a PC version? Right. Oh, well, all right. Sure. I'm more concerned about that is I'm interested to see how the uh, multiplayer will be handled. I'm sure it'll be the mm. same in-game, but they were talking about having group battles and stuff, which is like, Ooh. that's exciting, but <laughs> weird. <laughs> so you have any more songs from... You have a couple, I think, right? I think we just have two left from Dark Souls. Uh, so yeah, we'll close with uh, Guinevere, Princess of Sunlight, who isn't a boss in the game, but she's a character who's... Uh, the daughter of somebody but it's a very pretty song because she's just sort of you know this glorious princess who's like the daughter of light and everything so we'll leave on some kind of high note yes and the Gwyn well the Gwyn Lord of Cinder song is also very unique because it's just a sort of sad piano piece that's all by itself not in Demon Souls yes <laughs> but it's actually the last boss in the game which is kind okay. of unusual so you expect this huge like right. trumpeting fanfare thing yeah, for the yeah, last yeah. boss but it's just this he's just kind of this old guy that's tired of being the keeper of the flame and it's huh. just this kind of very you know huh. sad thing so uh, we'll go out so on we will send you to sad. heaven before we send you to hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah this is uh, vgmpire.com thanks for your comments and always uh, for listening uh, it does fill me with a beam of sunlight <laughs> knowing that people uh, download the show uh, Cape Crisis for your comic book podcastery yep laser That's time sh- laser time show <laughs> for everything else that exists as long as it's from the 80s or 90s and uh, yeah we'll catch you next time